When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Well, excuse me! Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey, bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Warning, creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Wanna play a game? Oh yeah! Lover of true crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow. With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs. What? Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game. Killers, the card game. You are all my children now. This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals. I'm a cop, you idiot! However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game. Am I on the internet? I want to play a game. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, including the big one in the room, I'll admit. But this young bright star out of North Kakalaki really caught fans' attention in Terrifier 2 as the young pale girl. And obviously she's had a couple other projects so far in her budding career in the three years or so she's been in the entertainment field. But Emily McLean, how are you? Hey everyone, I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you? 
can't complain. And obviously, like I said, uh, known as the little pale girl, but I want to start off with the first project that I was, or I should say was brought to my attention being General Hospital, which has been around since 63, I believe, and your character, Charlotte. You took the role over from another young lady and first appeared in 2020. But what was that like stepping into a character that was already developed? Well, let me just start off by saying the cast on the set of General Hospital is super sweet and they're very supportive of me. And honestly, when I jumped into Charlotte, I kind of just took it for myself and just kind of made the character Charlotte for myself. I didn't really, you know, do any research or watch anything. I just, you know, took it and ran with it and just made Charlotte more of me. Makes sense. Now, obviously, we're going to get a terrifier in a second because we got a limited time. But you bring up a good point about doing research and stuff. So are you one that doesn't like to do research with any of the roles you've done so far or yeah I I mean I'll do a little bit of research obviously when I got the role of Terrifier too I mean I researched Art the Clown his backstory a little bit but for the most part I kind of like to just jump into it not doing like a ton of ton of research because sometimes when I do a lot of research you know it makes me like second guess what I'm doing but when I just don't really know everything I feel like I find it easier to, you know, take the character and run with it. Makes perfect sense. And obviously you have been such a fan favorite with Little Pale Girl and Terrifier 2. So obviously this is your second horror film. However, first it has kind of blown up and the story's been told that this film was made for $250,000, made over $10 million just in box office, and which is rare for an independent nowadays with all the streaming services and stuff. You can see it on a screen box right now. DVD will be out at the end of the month. Officially released, it's out for pre-order on Amazon and such. But with all the success that this film had right off the bat since Halloween, What's how's your life changed? I was not expecting this much success. I filmed this back in like 2020 and it was so hard for me to wait because my character was a secret. So it was super hard for me to wait and not say anything. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like it just came out of nowhere. I was getting comments on my Instagram page like, I loved your work and I loved your character and I love seeing all the fans get all the tattoos of me and the fan art and the cosplaying. And I feel like it just came out of nowhere. And it just makes me so happy to see everybody loving my character because, you know, I, me, Damien, David, we all put so much effort into this movie and we're all so glad that it got to where it is today. And obviously it's, a team effort and this team in particular like you said Damien and David and Lauren spoken to all of them I've known David the longest I would say but they're it's just amazing that you got such a good core of people 
involved to make such a violent, gruesome film and everything, what the product is. It's such a dichotomy. I, it's amazing. It's mind blowing. When you, Adam Marcus, the director and writer, told me once, and obviously you know the scene I'm talking about, the famous kill scene. Adam told me one time, there's logic logic that we would use in real life and then movie logic. And of course, I, that's always stuck with me. I'm like, how is this girl alive? Like, yeah, going through like all that. But then the movie logic kick in. It's like, oh, it's art. Yeah, don't work. Yeah. Movie exactly. logic. I agree with you. Honestly, it's so funny because all of the actors are like the office. Well, David's the opposite of art. <laughs> and all of the girls <laughs> are so sweet. And I went into this like not knowing what to expect. I was a little nervous to meet David because, you know, he's pretty creepy as Art the Clown. But as soon as I just walked in, they were also welcoming, which is like so crazy. Yeah. Like they're, David's the opposite in the movie. Totally. <laughs> and Casey was a complete trooper with that scene and going to yes. be talking to her on Monday. So, he's you know, she, you'll love yeah. her. <laughs> uh, yeah. From the communication, it's. Yeah, I could get that vibe from her. She's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first point, and at this point, I think most of our fan base has seen a movie. But the thing that really, your introduction was awesome. We're in the laundromat. Yes. Obviously, there was a little bit of blood splatter and what they're going, what in the hell is up with this little clown, whatever. But the thing I want to get to was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that the patty cake scene was improv from what I heard. Yep, that's exactly right. So what was the thought process or what what was your uh, marching orders when they said, okay, we're introducing you here when you guys do the wave and whatnot from across the room or however they made it look like in a shot, but you go end up doing a patty cake and everything, like I said there, what was the marching orders? Yeah, Damien was just like, Amelie, David, you guys just need to come up with something, you know, just do some fun something. And we kind of just clicked and we were both like, oh, patty cake. So we started goofing around and then they started filming and it made it to the movie. (laughs) And, you know, it was funny because before that and that whole movie logic versus logic logic kicked into my head with, I thought it was hilarious though. I guess the the irony of it, Art is leaving this murderous scene of at the morgue and stuff. And you would think you're leaving and running away from a uh, crime scene. He stops and watches his outfit, which is. I know. know, I was watching that too. (laughs) Yeah. Let me stop and wash my clothes first before. And of course, He's stripped down naked and just, you know, it's, <laughs> the whole thing is just the next thing you know, he's playing patty cake with you. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting, you know, starting off like that within the first few minutes. Yeah, I think but, it really shows like Art is not afraid. He's not trying to run away from the things he's doing. Like he's confident in this. He knows he's not going to get caught or do anything. And Worst comes to worst, you get a broom handle stick in your head and when people yeah. look at you strange, but we'll <laughs> let you figure that one out if you haven't seen the movie. And I appreciate that both of you had the makeup of 
and this is diving into the history degree a little bit of Marceau Marceau, the legendary mime who survived the Nazi occupation and saved kids in World War II and stuff. And I just like it gave you that look. But with the pantomime, you guys both did throughout the movie to make your characters what they were really impressed me uh, when you start thinking at a deeper level. So how was that for you throughout the film with your character, not talking, but just pantomime and everything and that whole process for you? Yeah, it was pretty hard at first. Because I was used to, you know, having my lines. And what really helped me is just sitting on the sidelines while David was filming some of his scenes and just watching from afar and just kind of mimicking those facial expressions that he was doing. And also Damien helped me a lot. He gave me a lot of pointers. But the really big thing was just kind of watching from the sides. And then the farther along we got into filming, the more I kind of took a little pale girl for myself and started adding in my own little twists to everything. Now, with the character, and obviously at this point, it's known there's going to be at least a part three. And with that film one would think your character is going to be involved more because of the reaction you got and everybody's showing love and rightfully so. But, and I know you probably can't say too, too much here. Uh, Obviously I know there's no script written yet. Damien's going to be working on that in the new year from talking to him, but were you given a backstory for the character or is this going to be something you think will be developed for a part three and whatever continues with the franchise I mean I was I don't really know the backstory of Little Pill Girl which is kind of cool because I like hearing all the different theories of you know where she came from but no I I wasn't really given anything it was kind of no I wasn't and I think that would be really cool in Terrifier 3 to kind of expand on her story a little bit and I would I would love to be in Terrifier 3 definitely yeah obviously and uh the one theory and it wasn't with your character at least that i've seen kicked around online is sienna and jonathan possibly being arts kids right yeah Yeah, because of what you saw in the different beats of the storytelling obviously not being told the backstory and such do you think your character could be a child of arts? Because, and the reason awesome. I say, and the reason I'm saying that is, yeah, it could be twofold because, yes, it's possible, but there were times other people didn't see you. Like, like I said in the laundromat, the guy who was in there didn't see you playing patty cake. It was just David doing it. But yet, Jonathan and Sienna saw you as the story went on so exactly i think jonathan sienna art and me are all related somehow because like you said there's got to be something to do with that because nobody else saw me like in the nightclub scene sienna saw me and just started freaking out but everyone else is like what's going on so there's definitely something to do with that in that range because the only people that can see me are like i said them 
Yeah, so there's going to be, I would think there would be more story development in three and possibly four. I know Damien said he don't want to go past four and beat shit over the head. Excuse me for saying that. (laughs) But, you know, he said, but you don't know. We'll see where things go. Right now, we'll be focused on part three. But probably the biggest issue, or I shouldn't say an issue because it's a good issue to have, is... And I'm sure you talked about it in some of the other interviews I've heard you talk about this was the makeup process. So how long were you getting made up and also being stripped down of the makeup too? Because it's not like, okay, Emil, you're done for today. Hit the showers. You got to go hit, you know, you got to go get the makeup and the hair. Yeah, strip down. And yeah, it's not like, okay, I'm hitting the shower in my trailer and I'm off to go home or go to school or, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm just gone yeah that a lot of people surprisingly they don't think about the process of getting all of it off I mean they like you said they just think I'm done but the process getting it on was about three hours and taking it off was about two and a half and I mean we had to tease my hair up we use all this oil in my hair to make it all like look all oily and I had to wear sclera contacts which are not like normal contacts they cover like your whole entire eye and that was a pain to get in sometimes sometimes they would go in like that and other times it would take a while and I couldn't see in some of them so I had to get like guided around and the dentures the makeup it was kind of cool I mean there's a little tiny easter eggs and little tiny things with my character like you wouldn't tell immediately that I have like a lot of hair on my arm and like teeth on my nails. In some of the scenes, Damien put like fake teeth on my nails. So if you look closely, you can see all these different little tiny things that you wouldn't really notice right away. So it was definitely like a really, there was a lot of things that had to be done that you wouldn't really think about, which kind of was why it took such a long time. (laughs) Yeah, there's the little minute, details and like i said david's a friend of the show i also think of guys like robert england who have a lot of prosthetic you know makeup that that's such a process too but two more questions one being i gotta ask i was speaking with your mom to set this up is mom actually in close proximity because i my questions for her actually yeah yeah my question is actually hi jennifer correct yes (laughs) all right my question is for you, because obviously, and folks, I was speaking with Jennifer to set this hit interview up. But my now, obviously, I heard her in other interviews and such to talking about you were helping with the process of getting the role and seeing the script and all like. It. As and obviously, this movie is, you know, what I mean, like when you think about the gore and just everything ramped up on steroids, as I told Damien. But as a mom. What was this like for you to see her in this role? But it's one thing to see things on a script, but then to see what the finished product was. What what where's your head at this with everything? Well, she has never seen a horror movie except for Terrifier 2. So um yeah, I mean, she just wanted to do the audition. We submitted it and um Damien loved her and wanted to consider her for the role. 
Um, we talked about the amount of makeup and time and effort that would go into this role. It's more than a normal, you know, role. Um, yeah. But she really wanted to do it. Um, we flew back and forth to New York and Philly and shot several different, you know, times. Yeah, and she was supportive throughout all of yeah. that. But yeah. she had a great time. They, I felt really, uh, really good with Damien right off the bat. Talked to him before we decided to do it. He's a great guy, just a good, oh, good guy. Awesome. I love the guy. Yeah. So we just, Amelie and I just trusted that this was a good for her. And it's um, definitely paid off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I was sitting there thinking about the, you know, everything and what the movie is. And like I said, I heard her talk on other interviews about you being so supportive with the, you know, her budding career so far. But it's like what you see in the movie, I'm like, I wonder what in the hell Mama's thinking in a good way. Like, <laughs> Yeah, could, but like you said, you're a protective bear, mama bear, bear. too, with with uh, Damien and all. And there's everybody was real protective, I should say. They were but super I, protective. Um, they did not shoot the scenes like you see it in the movie, so she didn't she what she didn't witness the kill scenes yeah. and things like that. Um, they were very protective of her on set. Um, yeah. So she she had no real knowledge of the movie until we went to see it <laughs> exactly. with everyone else back in October. And she's 13 now, so she's older. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. All right. So my final two questions here, because we are on a time crunch, is what do we, th and I'll, I'll include you here since you're here now, Mom. Uh, what is both of your opinions of the final product from when you got hired and saw the script and everything, but also what is next for you until potentially terrifier three or you know what's obviously we're in the holiday season now but what is next um i mean i like my mom said i did not know i did not see any of the scenes being filmed so i had no clue what this movie was about so when i sat down in theaters for the first time i sat with um i did not sit with my parents i sat with david and lauren and elliot and there was a few times where, I mean, like, I felt like I was getting lightheaded. Like, it was a lot to take in, in a good way. They put so much effort into this movie, and it's, it's really scary in a, and uncomfortable, which is literally yeah. what they were trying to do. And I think they did it perfectly. It's one of my favorite movies. I mean, that might be biased because I'm in it, but... <laughs> it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable for me to watch. And yeah, it was just overall, I loved it. So what's next uh, that you can talk about? Well, I'm going to be at a ton of conventions for Terrifier 2. So you guys can see me there. Um, my first one's in January, but I'll be going to like a ton. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Some of them I'll be in my costume for. So yeah. Awesome. And I'm sure everybody can, and I will put it in the uh, description for when this gets out, they can follow you on Instagram and it's just your name and you'll be making announcements of everything there. Uh, appearances. I believe the one in January is in Atlanta, day to day, if I remember that right, where everybody's going to be at. So happy holidays. Thank you for the time and truly appreciate what you did with the role and wish you nothing but 
love and success moving forward. Thank you so much. I love doing this. You're such a genuine guy. Hope to, I, I hope appreciate to, that. I hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. And awesome. if you're in, ever in the Philly area again, don't be afraid to say what's up. You know, you and mom got my email and whatnot. Treat you to a cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. We'll, we'll get you your first cheesesteak, you and a family. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Boils and ghouls, David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown himself, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Choo choo! Yeah, yeah!